0: all right all righty hello 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 everyone welcome back to another awesome uh geek vibes live interview i'm your host tia and i have a very exciting guest with me today elaine oy did i get that correct
1: you did that was solid
0: awesome um elaine has been in hulu's hellstrom as chris yen first of all congratulations on the show hitting the streaming service how has the reception been since it's uh premiered
1: uh you know i don't know (laughs) i've been kind of (laughs) staying away from the internet so, so to speak i you know i check twitter and and instagram every so often um but i i haven't really had much time to to get too much but i feel like people like it i'm not sure um certainly my reps have have been shielding me from whatever might be out there that might be uh, negative so to speak but uh but i feel like i generally speak i feel like people have enjoyed it and have uh have binged it so that's which is good
0: yeah. i definitely binged it i want to say within two days because i really wanted to like get through it and get my yeah. review out and right, when, right. I'm, when i'm scrolling on twitter i see people loving it and a lot of people posting out really positive things so to me Good. i was happy about seeing that definitely because yeah the thing about hellstrom is you know it premiered on hulu it's kind of creepy it's eerie and um there was a little bit of not controversy certainly not controversy but it is a marvel project but they kind of dropped their logo from hellstrom so some people were like where does this kind of fit within everything um do you have any answers for people who are asking that question like is it a marvel show or should you just kind of watch it as just this demon-centered sort of series
1: well and talking to Paul, the showrunner, and I think he also explains it too in several media outlets that uh, you know it, it is part part of, it is a Marvel show. Um, you can see in the credits it says Marvel Entertainment. I think Marvel Television is on there, so it's it's it is that. And from what they explained to me as far as why it's missing the Marvel branding is because it's really mature. Um, it's certainly something that you would not want to accidentally hit thinking that, oh, it's Marvel, it's probably something that is in line with, you know, Iron Man or something fun like that for some younger viewers. And and in addition to that, w- which is, you know, both things can exist at the same time, right? Which is that it is a Marvel project. Is it part of the MCU per se? Is it is it pre-snap or is it post-snap? Um, I think in this instance, it is its own you know, uh, it's in some ways it's siloed in the story structure. Um, it is um, incubated in this space that isn't quite attached to that. There's certainly references to the Marvel universe. Like for the keen eye there, I think in that first episode, you'll see a rocks on um, uh, gas station at the end. You'll see the that. And there's a bunch of other like Easter eggs that um, who are hardcore Marvel fans will go, oh, that's cool. Or like, all right, I, it is, in, the world is connected in that sense. So, yeah.
0: I did see a bunch of people when they were posting up on Twitter say, hey, Roxon was mentioned. That's a deep tie to Marvel. So kind of little there, but I think Hellstrom, the beauty of it is that it kind of works without having all these really, really deep connections to Marvel because then it can be its own sort of thing. Um, And as I kind of mentioned, it's creepy, it's eerie, perfect for Halloween time. Um, How was that for you acting in a show with all of these demonic undertones?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm personally a huge fan of uh, horror films. Um, You know, my favorite one that just came out was Hereditary. Uh, oh, that man, was great. It's, it's just, you know, Ari, the director, writer is fantastic. I'm a huge fan of his. I even watched, uh, what was the other one that he just came up with the, um, uh, I'm blacking out, but it's it's uh, it's like a cult.
0: Oh, Midsommar? Um, Midsommar,
1: mids- yeah, oh my that God. That was creepy my- too. <laughs> so good. so um, good. I'm into stuff like that. And so to be part of a show like this, and in addition to it being a Marvel product, uh, project, was just like an icing on the cake for me. I Just because I love effects, visual effects, I love how all of that stuff plays. And it was really fun to be a part of a show where I can see the behind the scenes stuff. I can actually talk to the production designer or the art department to see why are they coming up with certain things? What What are the reasons behind it? So, you know, for someone who is like that, it was awesome to be a part of like, I, I, I don't get creeped out. I don't get scared. Like, there's a, there's a scene there where I'm in a tunnel and I'm eating spiders and rats and stuff like... Sorry, spoiler alert.
0: Shoot. Yeah, I sorry, know. I should have said that. That was my bad. Definitely yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler
1: alert. But there is sections in there for my character where I had a blast because I got to play in this space where sometimes it's green screen, but in this instance, it wasn't. Like, everything... I would say 80 to 85 percent of the stuff that we did was not green screen and and that it was actually in camera so the spider stuff the rat stuff the hallway like the, you know the cobwebs all that stuff was real and and uh so just to be behind just to see that all unfold in front of you it's just it's awesome you know it's a lot That's- of fun
0: that's really cool I know exactly the scene that you're talking about that was a very funny (laughs) scene because at that point and now that the audience knows spoiler alerts here uh your character Chris Yen goes from kind of well at first I really just thought that he was the best friend of Anna and he is involved in this uh antique sort of business but then Mm -hmm. you find out of course later down the line that he helps her dispose of bodies and kills people but you just think that at first and then he Mm -hmm. becomes uh you know overtaken by this skull the keeper and i like in that scene where he's kind of like okay i could do all this other creepy shit but not eat spiders (laughs) which i just right right but um what did you think of your character having that arc? Um, were you expecting that at first, or you know, how did you get into that?
1: I I wasn't. Uh, they the first time I sat down with Paul about the character, which was like three weeks or a month before we actually shot. Um, he told me that uh, you know we're not going to tell you every detail about you know the story. Um. And part of that was the secrecy of making sure nothing gets leaked, but the other part was really to make sure that they don't accidentally give us an expectation in case the story changes. So that I understand um, as an actor, Uh, but I didn't know where the character was gonna go. Um, The only thing that he told me was that by the end of the show, your character will be Marvel-esque. And I'm like, oh, does that mean he's got powers? And he's like, I'm not gonna say anything more than that. Uh, you know, he's gonna have one of the more interesting arts arcs, um, story arcs, character arcs in the story. Um, and in some ways it is the origin story of who Christian is going to be. And I'm said, oh, okay, cool. Uh, but that was it, that's all they, they shared with me. And, you know, for the longest time, you know, we would get the scripts a few days before we shot. I'm like, what is the deal with the skull? Am I possessed or what's going on? And the really cool thing about it is that, you know, I thought it was just going to be, you know, I thought the character won't wasn't going to have his own agency right. and his free will. You know, I thought it was going to be some, like a Renfield type of character. And that's kind of what I started to think the character was going to be. But he wasn't, you know, he had his own agency. It's, you know, what we just talked about in that scene where, I will go as far as what I need to do to get the job done, but that stuff, no, I am not going to touch any more spiders or rats. And you know, it's it's that that conversation that's happening, that sort of sim. Symb- what is the word I'm calling? Like a symbiotic relationship that's okay. happening there, and I, I thought that was a really cool take on on that type of relationship. So, I, man, I, I could not have been happier the way it ended uh for for chris and uh i just remember reading the the ninth episode going where the hell is this going and then reading the tenth episode going oh my god all right that's super cool that's super super cool because then it it is it becomes a launching pad for not only Chris but also Anna and their relationship and how that has changed now and I think what was really fun to see was the first time we see Anna and Chris is in this, you know, auction house, like you said, um, and it's like, they're, it's a very tight relationship. And in fact, there's a, there's a, in some ways, a power struggle that's happening there. Like who's really in power, but at the end, Chris is the one telling Anna what to do, right? which I found to be, you know, the opposite of where Chris was, which is, I now have my own agency. I, 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 I need to do a specific thing and I don't, necessarily need you anymore and i hope you're going to be okay so I, I thought that was a really cool way of of ending the first season and now it's like what, what's going to happen in season two should we be blessed enough to have one
0: i certainly hope so um because there was so much left off in season one but yeah right. i i love that chris didn't kind of fall into the trope of he's possessed now he doesn't have an identity he doesn't right speak or anything and mm-hmm. I watched the show with my boyfriend we kind of almost guessed that Chris would die at some point because we were just like it, the way it was going you thought mm-hmm. that that's what was going to happen obviously it did and we were happy about that I was like
1: I <laughs> <laughs> me too yeah. I, I gotta I, I gotta admit it was certainly like the I think it was the second episode I'm like I've done enough shows to know that there's a you know there's certainly certain characters that would fall into that line and yeah I was thinking that like, does Chris die here? Chris has to die,
0: right? You almost think that that's gonna happen and right right with the the show Hellstrom it's clearly about damon and anna but you have Mm. characters like you caretaker um and they're also part of the core group but you mentioned your relationship with anna so i always wondered now that i've watched the show how did that relationship start? Where you were helping her kill people? Um, you know, like, <laughs> did, was there any talk of that, or did you ever there, kind of think that through? <laughs>
1: there was, there was, and there is a specific event that happened that I personally can't uh, share at this moment. Uh, but there, there are, you know, you know, you, you put the facts, the facts that are out there, which is they are in foster care, um, and in. I would, you know, it's it's hard to say because foster care. There's sometimes there's usually a a perceived idea of what foster care is and what actual foster care is. And um, you know, the Hollywood version of it is that there's a lot of trauma that happens in foster care, but really there's a lot of good that comes out of it. But in this instance, we're talking about the 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 moments where foster care system can't isn't really that good. Wow. So. Um, that's how they met. That's how they cultivated their trust with each other. You know, my, my sister is a, you know, she's a social worker, but she works in this field. And she's told me uh, in, when, when I was doing the research that, you know, foster care is good and bad. And the, the bad parts is what I was really interested in. And she said that uh, usually people that come from trauma, who found, find themselves in foster care, um, there's a lot of trust. Uh, the issues that, that occur. And so for these two very you know, uh, broken um, characters, um, finding trust within themselves is very telling of what that relationship is. And so if that trust, if that trust is there, then at some point something, whatever it might have been, could have happened where Anna may have shown her abilities to Chris Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that however that could be explored maybe in season two would be showing why Chris said okay I know that's I know that's your power and I'm okay with it you know there's a reason why he's okay with it so I'll just leave it at that Uh, it's it's you know there's a lot of history there it's it's alluded to I think in episode seven where you know, uh, she has a bit of a shit fit, Is the line. And, um, you know, she wants to cross a specific line and said, that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what we do is, uh, you know, curate for uh, using antiquities as a, as a reference point. We curate our, um, you know, victims, if you will, or, or people that we feel are, are unredeem- unredeemable people. So I'm, you know, I'm responsible for curing, curating that as well. And that, that is in some ways how their relationship started. And I'm really curious to see how they even found a way to, why antiquities, why this? But I guess I think I know why too. It's, it's, you know, she's got a certain power of, you know, feeling something and feeling the energy from that object. And I think that would be great for. Antiquities, because then she could be like, you know, like in Pond Stars, like show where they go, what is this? Is this real? I don't know if this is real. Well, she She'll just know. and be like, like, no, this is fake, you know, <laughs>
0: so, so there you go. I I mean, it's a great, you know, field to be in for someone who has those sort of powers and, you know, it right. affords a pretty nice lifestyle. I, uh, think, <laughs> I think I tweeted that out and you liked it and I thought that was funny. Um, so, but the relationship between Chris and Anna is so great. I, she referenced uh, him as her best friend at some point, which, you know, before then, when you look at her character, she's kind of like cold, a little off putting, and you really mm-hmm. wouldn't expect her to care for someone the way that she does with Chris. And that was just really wonderful to see. Um, right. How was it uh, working with Sydney uh, on the set of Hellstrom?
1: She was horrible. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. S- Sydney is the best. I, I um, you know, I, I didn't know who, who was going to play Anna because um, we didn't do a chemistry read. And, you know, I was in San... I mean, I was in Seattle shooting a film. And uh, I had to fly down to L.A. for the day to test for the show. Um, typically they do some kind of chemistry read, they test a few people and see what pairs up, but I just didn't get a chance to do that maybe because I just didn't have time. I had to, like I said, had to fly back to Seattle to finish. What's so special about hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. Hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients. Hero bread supports gut health, promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Film, but, um, but I was really, really interested and curious to see who was going to play Anna. And um, Paul, the showrunner, when I was, like I said, when I was had that meeting with him, he said that you're going to love Sydney Lemon. She's the one playing Anna. You guys are going to be simpatico, like there's just your vibes are very similar, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I think you guys are going to mesh well on an intellectual level on a personal level and uh, in some ways uh you know professional level there there there's a there's a link there he felt so of course you know you can you know you can be optimistic about it, but the reality is you just don't know, but the first time we met uh we met on Right before the table read, and we sat down and we clicked immediately. Um, We just, I was really interested in who she was, and she was really interested in who I was. And we just made it a point to hang out at the beginning just to kind of create that relationship. But, you know, it was super organic. Like we didn't really have to force it. So we went out to coffee, you know, had lunch together, Um, you know, obviously worked together in terms of running the lines, but even watched the movies. It was just, you know, it was easy. It was super easy. I felt like maybe in some ways, like an older brother to her. Um, and, and I guess in some ways, professionally, uh, not, not to say that I'm at all established, but, you know, like anything else, we, we supported each other in the first couple of weeks of this, you know, ride that we were going on. Um, and, you know, she was, you know, really uh, supportive the other way too, that, you know, how, how could she help, you know, like, how can I help uh, with your process and vice versa so it was a lot of fun man it was it was easy really really easy what's it she's amazing
0: that's so great to hear you love hearing that with actors and uh, hearing about their relationship and speaking about relationships I did want to ask these sort of questions so in the show Hellstrom Chris has a boyfriend and mm-hmm. the way that um, he's introduced is so natural it's so easy flow there and it's something that i've noticed say with the marvel movies on the big screen they really kind of struggle for lgbt representation whereas at least with the marvel shows like on netflix um you had a few characters that just seemed so easy to portray that sort of relationship and again Mm -hmm. in hellstrom it was never even really a thing it was just presented Mm -hmm. which is how it should be Um, Mm -hmm. how did you feel when you were told that Chris would be in an LGBT relationship and also the importance of having a normalized same-sex relationship on a show like that?
1: Representation matters. And, you know, as a, as an actor who is Asian, uh, Asian descent, uh, you know, it's something that I've always championed and, and I've always wanted uh, you, know, it, you know, you know, you grow up. I, I moved here as an immigrant, and um, it's uh, you've always had a sense of feeling like the other, like you're the other, you're the token Asian guy or whatever it is. I and mean, like you were saying in previous years and previous productions, they would put something out there to sort of signal that, oh, hey, we're diverse. But the thing that I've always tro- I've always found to be troubling or you know concerning is that the characters just didn't have the depth that it was almost like they were just filling a box that says okay we've got our african american we've got uh, a woman we have you know all these things and that's it so i personally can't speak on authority of, of what it feels like to be part of the lgbt commu- uh, community and and what that feels like um you know there's a lot of talk about like you know you know actors playing certain roles and is it are they deemed are they should they be playing roles um i i think i think it's important to show that kind of representation and the fact that they wrote it this way and and that it was in some ways more matter of fact is is a world that i think we all kind of strive for which is that normalcy um but i will say that it's also important to know that there is still nuance within that community that it isn't just normal um it's more or less like like you have to respect that there is that you know people come from different walks of life and it it is different you know and it 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 is it is something that we should respect and that's the place i came uh, from when i was approached and they told me that the character is part of that community i was worried for one because i was like well i'm i'm not part of that community uh, i i don't know how to be respectful and be mindful of this and so the one thing I thought about was my own experience as an Asian American person. Is how would you approach this? How would you respectfully um, approach this character? And and that's what we did. And that's what the, the the writers did too. Is that they the the writing staff was a very diverse group of writers, which I loved. And they spoke from their truth. And 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 uh, you know a lot of the the writers talked to us, and they even talked to me about my own heritage, about like. I asked him, is Christian, what kind of of Asian is he? You know, for lack of a better term. And those are the questions I think they really uh, ask themselves is like, what are we trying to show? And you're right. Marvel has not been, um, uh, you know, they've been very, they've been towing the line and they've been very careful. And so for a show like this to really just, put themselves out there and say, hey, uh, not only is the lead character Anna a part of the community, but also uh, her surrogate brother, which is Chris, they're part of the community. So it's, I thought that to be really interesting. I thought that to be um, great. You know, that's really all I could express uh, about the subject matter.
0: It's like, and this is, from someone who is a fan of the marvel movies is just i remember them uh essentially making such a big deal that there was going to be a gay character in any right. and it was one of the russo brothers and he was in it for two seconds talking about how he went on the on a date with a guy and right right like, right <laughs> um right. i feel that if i were part of that community um i would want more of representation than just uh, one sentence, you know? <laughs> right,
1: and and it's it's like what I said earlier about you know finding representation representation that doesn't just check the box, but rather really show what, what the the depth of that character. And I mean, it's really about you know finding a way to um, you know, find the similarities that we all have, you know, the sh- the stories that we can share and be like, oh yeah, that 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 makes sense, you know. But still find a nuance, still still find what the what, what the, the, the complexities can be uh if you are um part of a specific community.
0: I do have to ask at towards the end of the show it did allude that Chris was trying to mend things with his boyfriend. Did was Chris ever able to fix that relationship or did he and his boyfriend split at that point?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta tell I Derek, uh the character uh is very sweet because had I been that person on the other end of that, I would have been like, We're done. Like, yeah. <laughs> you work so hard. I don't even see you. You're married to your work. Like, forget it. I'm out. But,
0: and, and I, the I, excuses were kind of sketchy. Like, <laughs> yeah, like,
1: oh, you got it there. And, then, you know, I thought that was a, a great scene, by the way, where uh, uh, um, Damon meets uh, Derek for the first time. And there's the assumption of like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great. I thought that was a great, when I first read that, I'm like, oh, it's funny. Um, but I, I think uh, my personal take, and this is not canon in any way, that I, I do feel as if Chris has, has realized for the sake of Derek and for the safety of, of Derek, that I think he ends it or ended it. That's my take because of the fact that he is now very aware of who he is and what he is and uh, it's you know it's no longer um, safe for for that person I mean if you think back into the core of the character which is let the innocent people live and then let's kill the people who are not innocent well Derek is the most innocent person in this in this situation and I I, I, that's my personal take And, and then the other thing too is that we don't necessarily need him anymore if, if I'm no longer gonna be, uh, you know. I think one of the reasons why Chris may have became romantically involved with him is the fact that he has access to criminals. So I, I think there is that kind of connection there too. Does Chris still need that? I don't know, well, cause he's not, long, I don't see him being responsible for that anymore. He's got his own demons to deal with, so to speak.
0: That is very true. and um, I would love to get into that right now. So at the end of the um, at the end of the season, we see Chris. He is a keeper now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that end scene, like end credit scene technically was so good um, you know, He's <laughs> walking with, uh, I guess adolescent now, Kathara um and they're walking and i love that she calls him uncle chris it's wonderful and then (laughs) (laughs) and uh, then they have that moment where i to me i thought that that was definitely damon and anna's real father and he comes and scoops kathara who you find out is really lily away and that's just such a great scene so i wanted to ask first of all how is it shooting that scene and if we fingers crossed get a second (laughs) season how does that um You know, translate into another season.
1: I think it's the greatest sort of cliffhanger.
0: It was. um, It was so good. (laughs) It is
1: one of those things where I, when I was reading it, going, okay, so what the hell happens next? It just seems like they're done. And then that last scene, um, uh, you know, the minute the description was there for, Kathara the little girl because it didn't say the name it just said this little girl it specifically said purple sweater and to me I was like purple sweater okay why why is that a a thing why is that so specific because as an actor you look at really specific things I'm like why why would they call that out that's 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 rare um and as you read and the, the the little girl says oh lily I'm like, oh my god! Are they gonna go Lilith on this? this that's is, what is I this thought. <laughs> is this what they're doing? Is this what they're doing? And I and I just put the two together. I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And in, in terms of if you rewatch the show, you know, there's a, the, the show is very dense. Um, you could get easily caught up in the, the 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 drama of it, the family drama, but there's a lot of mythology that's being explained underneath it all, and so. When you, if you watch it back, knowing how this ends and knowing who that was the entire time, you start to go, "Oh crap! This is a much bigger world. This was just the beginning." And you know, to your to your point, where is this going to go? Oh, I have a feeling it's going to get really deep um, into the, the 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 mythology and the world that I think a lot of co- the comic books fans are, are you know probably hoping for. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know who the father is, and that's not just me or who that person was that came in where she said Papa. I I don't know in what relation that is. I think it's easiest to assume that it's the father, but Papa could be a bunch of things. Just like Mother was a bunch of different things, you know. A I I don't know. I sure I definitely don't know. And um, but yeah, what a great moment that was, right? That was it was really cool. so
0: great. Um a co-worker of mine did a review show on hellstrom and i was talking about like as soon as she said lily i said the same thing i was like that has to be lilith i was like that has to be lilith (laughs) i was like and papa i mean could be lucifer who knows it was so much yeah yeah it was such a great ending to a first season such an amazing season altogether. i certainly hope that we get a season two because that was way too good of a cliffhanger for them to end it
1: on. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. But yeah, be- I'm excited too, hopefully.
0: Hopefully, fingers crossed. But before I let you go, um, I know everything's been crazy with the pandemic, but besides Hellstrom, do you have any projects that are upcoming, any that you've been in? And also hope that you've been safe during this time.
1: Yeah, I've been safe uh staying put um trying to make sure that i'm mentally safe uh like just the mental health of everybody um so i, I think I, for people who are watching this and who are if you're feeling uh you know really down about what's been going around and there's a lot of weight on you please seek help um there's a lot of places you could call for help and i think that's, that's certainly near and dear to my heart in terms of people's mental health so I, I but otherwise I've been doing well. I've been you know spending time with my family all the time that I didn't get to spend with them while I was away shooting this thing and shooting a few other things. I've basically gone for a year, so it was great to be home and play with you know play with my son, watch him grow, and uh, and be with my wife. So it's it's been really beautiful in that regard. Uh, but I am itching to go back to work. Uh, as far as work that's out there now, there is a indep- independent movie that I shot right before. Um, shart Hellstrom, and uh, he—it's a—it's an independent film that just got picked up. It's an action comedy, kung fu flick. Um, it is—it's—it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's—it's it's, you know, it doesn't—it's not a lot of heavy lifting. It's not a lot of heavy thinking, it, but it's—it's a, it's a movie about um, redemption and and uh, what it feels like to get old, and still try to do what you think you could do when you were twenty. Um, that kind of setup so yeah it's called paper tigers i should say
0: paper tigers awesome and yeah. uh who picked it up
1: uh well go picked it up and they're the same distributor who uh put out like it man um, uh, train to busan sort of this these uh, genre type of uh independent films so I'm excited for that that they they said that they're going to have a theatrical release for the movie second late second quarter of next year assuming that Everything goes, yeah. everything goes Everything yeah. goes
0: the way it's supposed to <laughs> yeah 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 but right now it's
1: making its rounds in the in, in in the independent circuit so if you're following me on instagram or or twitter like i'm posting that kind of stuff up so it's a, a, it's regional releases so if if you're like in boston or new york there we're doing our premiere for busan in korea now which is the international market and then a few other uh, festivals uh in and around the united states so Awesome. Hopefully you guys can catch it.
0: Yeah. I'll definitely have to keep my eye out for it, but it has been amazing speaking to you. Um, thank you so much for taking time during your very busy schedule to speak <laughs> with me. And I hope anyone who's uh, watching, listening, all that good stuff just checks out Hellstrom because it's a fantastic show. Thank you again. Yes.
1: You're very, very welcome. Thanks for reaching out. That was
0: a lot of fun. Oh, no problem. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um. Stop recording. Okay.